Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Ken Wyrock, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada. Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Check out that new introduction. Isn't that sweet, gentlemen? That's pretty that was awesome. That hot. Spicy. That was hot. Ooh, brand new introduction. We finally got the old one out the door. Uh, got that custom announcer style. Oh, it's just, that's slick. That's slick. We got it. We got to spruce up the podcast a little bit, you know, going into the second year here. So, um, thought that was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to, I'm going to miss out, the, here out. comes the boom, especially since Okada got yeah. a, a new nickname mm. out of it. But, uh, I think Can we'll I be all right with this boom one. Kata anymore without that. Yeah, sure, you can keep it. You can be Bukata if <laughs> yeah, you, you can want. Keep it. Yeah. But uh, I am Ken Wyrock, host of the Red Shirts. I am joined again, as usual, by Matthew Betts and Matt Okada, and we are here to do a way-too-early mock draft uh, for the 2019 fantasy football season. So you'll get kind of some insight into how we're feeling about these guys. It's really early in the offseason. We still have free agency, the draft, mini camp, training camp left to go before real decisions get made. But this is just kind of a, a peg on how we're feeling. But before we get into it, let's talk about the news. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You know, we've actually got some interesting storylines here today. So we'll spend a little bit of time talking about this before we jump into that mock trap. But up first on the docket, we're going to be talking about Antonio Brown very clearly not going to be a Steeler this next season. He said on Twitter that it is, quote, time to move on, and I believe it is go forward. And it looks like he's asking for a trade from the Steelers. Uh, Has not been traded, uh, agreed to be traded, cut, released, anything yet. Guys, what do you think about A, where Antonio Brown be uh, uh, Antonio Brown could go and B how are the Steelers going to look with without Antonio Brown? Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there. it's heavy. Um, I think I've mentioned before that my favorite spot slash targeted spot for him is a 49ers. So that's where I that's where I kind of feel like he's going to end up. There was some Jerry Rice. Uh, conversation I guess social media conversation that happened between AB and him um I think there was even like a photo that one of them made with AB in a 49ers jersey like hugging Jerry Rice or something someone photoshopped it and they posted it so I don't know there's been some rumors there it makes sense from a team standpoint I think it makes sense from a cap standpoint they have the money to pay him they have a decent quarterback uh so that's where I'd like to see him go yeah, and I think I think that's a, a pretty realistic shot of that happening. I mean, when you look at his social media accounts, that's literally all he's been posting about that and his blonde mustache, which uh, I still think is super creepy. Oh gosh! Uh, but I will say, in terms of you know looking at Antonio Brown from a fantasy standpoint, I don't know that there's really any situation that he goes to that isn't a downgrade, um, based off the fact that he commanded so much of the target share there in Pittsburgh. The relationship with Big Ben was well established and every year he was a top three option at the position, you know, hands down without question. So I think this is the first time truly in Antonio Brown's career, other than maybe his rookie year, um, where there's question marks about AB heading to the season, which is kind of shocking to say. Yeah, I kind of feel you there. I mean, 
he had some pretty good rapport with Big Ben for a long time, and I don't see how he can get like a larger chunk of the market share. Granted, this last season Juju really stepped up and was, you know, so there's always those jokes on Twitter about how Juju's the number one and Antonio Brown's the number two this last year. But uh, certainly now Juju actually leading into that kind of half of the question, Juju Smith Schuster uh, immediately becomes probably a top fifteen, and he already was. Uh, at least in terms of talent, top 15 wide receiver. So now he gets the role to go with it. Uh, really looking forward to what he could do this year, assuming Big Ben is playing once again. I assume he is at this point. But, um, yeah, and Tony Brown, I think I agree that 49ers is going to be the best spot for him. Yeah, I mean, to Bess's point of where else he could go that wouldn't be a downgrade, really the only places I could think of would be Indianapolis, where I think – would be pretty much equal to the 49ers as far as they have a good quarterback. In fact, he's a more proven quarterback. They have another good receiver, but he's a different kind of receiver. And I think that's the kind of place where he could have an AB plus Juju, except in this case, be AB plus TY sort of situation. So that might be nice. And then the one other place might be the Patriots, but I do not think that's going to happen because the Steelers would, well, I was just about to say the Steelers would have to be incredibly stupid to do that, but they kind of have proven to be largely pretty stupid as an organization. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they would. Um, <laughs> and the Patriots are one team who could actually pay, overpay for AB potentially because that would, like, I don't want to say guarantee another Super Bowl or two while Brady's still there, but. I mean, if they added AB, are they not winning another Super Bowl next year? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> of course, no I one hope hopes not. that. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as wow. Juju, yeah. As far as Juju, I think that not having AB there on the other side is going to hurt his efficiency a little bit. I mean, he had a ton of targets already, so it's not like I don't think he's going to gain a ton of targets. I think those will get dispersed elsewhere. But where it really will matter is touchdowns because AB led the league in touchdowns. I think it was 15. Those are all gone now, which I, th I think Juju immediately becomes the uh, lead option to suck those up. So that's good for his fantasy value. Yeah, and, and I guess I'll bring up also that uh, Antonio Brown's had a little bit of media spotlight uh, kind of recently. You know, he, he was found guilty of reckless driving uh, as recently as Tuesday. There was also that report about, uh, I want to say it was, was it, domestic dispute yes. but he wasn't arrested yeah, or anything right. no charges were I, I pressed, think that yeah. was yeah I, I don't i think that was just the media kind of you know bringing something up that really wasn't that big of a deal but you know he is there any like character issues i don't know it's hard to tell uh, if he's really uh in the mindset to go somewhere else and be you know a normal number one receiver do you guys remember that locker room video that he posted a couple years ago after a playoff win where he was just like grinning super douchebaggily <laughs> at the camera that's remember i remember oh. that yes it was during a uh oh. after a win i think and yeah their playoff tomlin was giving a speech to the team and then he i think it was like facebook live or something like that yeah and he got reprimanded for that yeah that was that was dumb i remember <laughs> yeah i remember from that moment forward not liking ab because he just was doing this video where he's grinning like an idiot like he just thought he was the hottest thing on the planet which i think is his issue and the coach was giving a speech, too. It wasn't like just later on his own time. So, yeah, I think he's got certainly diva problems at the least. 
Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's a little bit of a diva. But let's go ahead and swing on over to Demarius Thomas. He has uh, been released by the Houston Texans. They project to save, I think it was just under $12 million uh, on his contract there. And, you know, he had that Achilles injury near the end of the season after the trade. Uh, it could be the end of Demarius Thomas, to be perfectly honest. He could go somewhere and play, but I don't expect much from him at this point. Yeah, this is a good move by the Texans. I think they saw he was kind of already slowing down. Having an Achilles injury like this, I'm sure Betts will speak to a little bit more at this age, not going to make him any faster. So, And they've already got two really good backups to DeAndre Hopkins or secondary receivers. Yeah, it's definitely going to zap some of his speed and his explosiveness for sure, like you mentioned, especially you know after the age of 30. Um, he has this in his injury history, so he's gone through before. He know what the... Re- knows what the rehab is like, uh, but he won't be able to come back quite as quickly as he did the first time around. The other thing, too, you know, when you think about um, the Texans as a team, they've dealt with this injury very recently with Dante Foreman. So um, they've seen firsthand with their players that uh, it doesn't happen quickly and players are not the same. I think Foreman only showed um, showed up in games like three or four games a season. So I think a similar scenario is likely for Demarius Thomas. Um, he's going to struggle, I think, to find work uh, early on in the season and is very likely to end up on the PUP list. Yeah, like I said, not very exciting. I mean, like, it, if anything, this is just good for the Texans, probably, that they don't have to really put him out there. They have three quality wide receivers, like you were saying. They got Hopkins, Will Fuller, still good, a little bit injury-prone maybe, but uh, Kiki QT has really shown that he could fill in that, that slot role pretty well. So I, I think they're fine without Demarius Thomas. Um, let's go ahead and move over to Kareem Hunt, who was actually signed by the Cleveland Browns. And every Chubb owner immediately gasped. But I think it's okay because he's still due for a suspension. And we don't know how long it's going to be. Some people think it's going to be at least six uh, because of the domestic violence nature of this. So it's a cheap contract. It's only a million dollars and he and, he's, and he loses like, uh, I forget how much, like 100000 per game that he misses the suspension or something like that. So basically if he doesn't play, he doesn't get paid. So it's a pretty low risk option for the Browns. And uh, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on this signing? Uh, it's a really good football move by the Browns in my opinion. Um, whether or not it's a good PR move is another question. I think it will probably blow over fairly quickly, and it will end up being better overall for the organization. But it's certainly a good football move. And I think that this team has a really, really good chance, especially with what's happening in Pittsburgh, to be in the playoffs next year. And Kareem Hunt will be back by then. So if they get to the That's playoffs and they've got a fresh Kareem Hunt, woo-wee! Now, I have a question for you guys. Uh, who is the better running back, Chubb or Hunt? Oh man, I mean, oh. in a vacuum, I, Overall, I know my answer. I, was, I think it's easy for me to be honest. Really? Kareem Hunt, without yeah, doubt. I lean Kareem Hunt. I think he's more well-rounded. I, it's, I mean, at this point, you're just splitting hairs between the two. They're obviously both great at what they do, and Probably. they both are, are able to catch that's the ball. Not, so that's you a good can't point. really say that one can or can't do that. Um, I would love to see the Browns get creative with these two guys once Hunt does come back from suspension and maybe uh, put them both on the field at the same time because that would be certainly a headache for defenses to try to defend. 
Um, I will say real quick too, in terms of you know dynasty and uh, that lens of this whole scope of of the situation, Duke Johnson is a guy who I think is kind of interesting as a very very cheap buy low right now because no one's talking about him. A, B, everyone thinks he's getting pushed further down the depth chart, which he is, but. Uh, I believe it was right after the signing, their general manager was talking about Duke Johnson, and he said, I think something along the lines of, he's not expendable yet. So yet. that doesn't sound very uh, <laughs> like very reassuring that he's going to be on the roster. So if he gets traded, uh, he could easily be a third down type of back that has uh, a nice season with another team because for whatever reason, he just wasn't used last year in Cleveland. Yeah, and... So you, I, I agree to buy low on Duke Johnson. I also think that this is an opportunity to buy Kareem Hunt, uh, to be perfectly honest, because people are still fearing that suspension. In, in Dynasty, if you're like looking a year or two out with your roster and you're kind of rebuilding, I'd say go pay a little bit for Kareem Hunt because the owner's probably going to be willing to get rid of him for some value and, and hoping that, you know, he can actually return value at all if he if he comes back and like plays really poorly and then no one's going to sign him after that with the PR problems so he's got like he's going to have like 6 games tops to make his his uh his impact on the league once again and prove that he wasn't just a product of Kansas City so uh I'd say go out and buy him right now too yeah I like that move as well I would be buying any and all three of these guys uh if I can Okay, let's talk about Kyler Murray. Now, I, you guys might have noticed I had a little Twitter thread uh, yesterday that blew up about Kyler Murray, but that's about his height. But this is about him firmly and fully committing his life and time to becoming an NFL quarterback. So, sounds like he's going to attend the combine, go to the NFL draft, do all that, get signed by a team, and play in the NFL. Do you believe him? Yes. I believe him at this point, yeah. I, I think... It's gone on long enough that, you know, he has kind of gone back and forth. He's put the the power kind of in his own hands, which is a really smart move by him. Um, but I, I do believe him. I think he's going to be in the NFL. And, and what if I told you that he told the same thing to the Oakland Athletics before they drafted? He him? probably did. <laughs> mm, I, actually, I point. saw reports. I saw reports that he said something similar. Now I'm not going to say that. You know, he didn't change his mind. It's you know, this has been a long process for him. He's had a lot of media attention, so I know that it's certainly more complicated than like, oh, I'll just pick one. But uh, I'm I'm still slightly concerned. And someone even brought up the point where he could kind of hold his team choice hostage by saying, "Well, I'll just go play baseball if you draft me." You know, kind of do one of those deals. So I don't know. It's still like just that little hair of risk. To, but to him right now, but I don't know. He's he's certainly the most intriguing uh, prospect this year as far as uh, the scale of what people are expecting from him. Yeah, and I think there's a pretty – I think it's almost guaranteed that he will go in the first round to one of these teams looking for a quarterback. So just from a financial standpoint, that almost automatically puts football above baseball, especially considering kind of what you have to go through in baseball with the minor leagues and all this to really get to a point where you're earning your money um so that i'm sure that plays into it and i think there's a little bit more stardom to be had with football if that maybe you know factors into the decision a little bit as well i don't really know what exactly he is goes into his mindset but i i think he will probably end up playing football fully committed 
unless he gets drafted to some horrible team that he hates, and then he decides he wants to be an A. Well, I see him as a top 15 pick right now if he you know, is committed and all that. So he probably will go to a terrible team. <laughs> it's a fair point. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Although, if he goes to the Giants, which I think most people say that it's much more likely that Dwayne Haskins goes to the Giants. But if I were to get drafted to a team with Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr., I'd feel pretty okay about that. That's yeah, cool absolutely. You could definitely do worse, that's for mm-hmm. sure. All right, up last on the news slate today, we're going to talk about... Now, this is... From my understanding, not not concrete yet, but basically there is an agreement that Joe Flacco will be traded to the Denver Broncos, and that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that move for either team, to be perfectly honest. Well, no, the Ravens, the Ravens did a good job if they got any value out of Joe Flacco. Yeah, I, listen, I don't like to talk bad about people too much. And I was kind of a, a personal fan of John Elway a long time ago, back in the day when he was a crazy awesome quarterback running around and jumping into people and f- helicoptering through the air. He is so <laughs> dumb. He is the dumbest GM, at least in the in the sense of scouting quarterbacks and making quarterback-related decisions that I have ever Preach. seen. What Preach. do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that to come out of your oh, mouth. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Listen, the only way I could potentially, hopefully, justify a tiny bit of escape of of you know hope in John Elway is if he did this to have a mentor for a young quarterback that he intends to draft in the first round this year or maybe next year, but not even really because by that point Flacco might be gone. But even if that were the case, which barely gets him any credit. I wouldn't even pick Flacco in that case. He's so, like, archaic and useless. Just, what are you doing, John? What are you doing? Look, I – I there's no – okay, I'll probably – I don't know. This is close for me, but I think I'd take Case Keenum over Joe Flacco right now anyway. Yeah, like, his, without any trade in mind at all, his I think I would take Case Keenum at a quarterback. Yeah, and if you're going to move on from Case Keenum, there's money attached to that. There's, there's no way you're getting out of all of that. I mean – uh, if what I'm looking at here is that they'd have mm, 10 million dead cap if they cut him right now. So why would you do that and give up uh, equity for Joe Flacco, who last year wasn't even that good? To be honest, he was okay, but his deep passing was like some of the worst in the league. We talked about that uh, all the time on the show and how that was affecting John Brown and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't really make sense for the Broncos. I don't get it at yeah, all. Yeah, and I, I think. To tie this back into a fantasy perspective, if obviously they gave up something to get Flacco, and from my understanding, it's a fourth round pick. Um, yeah, you know he's gonna start this year, at least for the start of the season. Uh, and I think when you watch Case Keenum play last year, uh, no, it wasn't great, but he targeted the slot receiver a ton, which this year projected to be Deshaun Hamilton. So I think this is a little bit of a downgrade for him. I will say maybe. I'm being generous, maybe an upgrade for Cortland Sutton, given that we've seen it in the past with Flacco's ability to, to chuck it downfield. Um, I don't know that he's mm. doing that at this point in his career anymore, but at least we can maybe hang on to a sliver of hope of that. Yeah. I When I first thought about this, I kind of projected Hamilton uh, getting more of the upgrade, but I, I can see that, I guess, just – I don't know. I'd have to see a couple games of Joe Flacco doing it again before I really started believing in it, though. I mean, yeah. I 
I think Joe Flacco is trash, and this is not an upgrade for anyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is for the Ravens. The Ravens, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson locked and loaded quarterback. Obviously, we all knew it was going to happen, but it's just kind of nice to know that Flacco's not even going to be there to try and push him in the offseason or anything. So, uh, good vote of confidence there from the Ravens. So, with that being said, we're all done with the news today, which means... Mock! Yeah! Let's move on to the mock draft. So I have a mock draft board pulled up in front of us here. I'll give you a laydown real quick of what we're doing. So since we only have three hosts, we're going to do a mock draft for 12-team league the first six rounds. So that means we are each going to be managing, quote-unquote, four teams apiece. So we'll kind of uh, real quick break down why we're making our pick. We have about 30 seconds per pick here uh, to quickly explain what we're doing. So... We're going through this cycle. First is going to be Okada, then me, then Betts, and we'll repeat that four times and run it in a snake draft. So, Matt Okada, you are on the clock. All right. Well, I'm not getting cute. I'm sticking with Todd Gurley with the 101. There's a couple other guys in close consideration, but I'm not concerned about C.J. Anderson taking his work. I think Gurley is among the best backs in the league, but he's definitely on the best offense of the best backs in the league. He's going to get 15-plus touchdowns guaranteed, and uh, he's going to get 1,300 yards on the ground, probably alone, plus his receiving work. So lock him in, 101. Which will immediately, uh, and make sure to throw him up here on the draft board once you have decided who you're going to draft, so I can pick my guy. Uh, But I will immediately, once I see his name up on the board, lock in my pick who is going to be Saquon Barkley. And I think if there's any improvement in this offense, be it Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, offensive lineman, anything like that, uh, Saquon Barkley is going to explode. I mean, he had a bunch of big runs. I think it was like uh, seven or eight runs for 50 or more yards this year, first in the league in that department. So uh, if they improve his his bottom line as far as rushing, it's going to be insane with his receiving talent and touchdown ability. So that's my pick. Yeah, and the nice thing about going third is that you guys take two guys ahead of who I would have taken anyway, and by default, I'm just going to get the next guy that falls to me here. We're assuming that this is a half PPR uh, format. I'm going to take Zeke Elliott with this pick. Um, He proved last year, you know, not only on the ground, which we know he could do, but the upside through the air last year took him to another level. Um, So I love him here in the first round. Ooh, all right. I like it. This leaves me. This leaves me with a tough choice between three guys, um, and two of them are a bit more of pass catchers. Melvin Gordon is my favorite, but I am okay. Before I make this pick, bets. Are you concerned about Melvin Gordon being injury prone? Uh, Yay or nay? No, not necessarily. I think when we talk about redraft, and this is what this draft is. No, we know he's had microfracture fracture surgery in the past. So there's a good chance that he develops some early onset arthritis in the knee, which might limit his oh career length. But for this year, no. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. that sounds good enough for me. I'm going to take Melvin Gordon here at fourth, ahead of, I think, a couple guys that most people would rank above Gordon. But I like Melvin Gordon as a pretty much every down back a little bit more than the couple other guys that I'm guessing will come up next. So that's my second pick of this draft. Yeah. And I tell you what, I'm back on the clock here, and this this seems to be what I've been seeing all over Twitter and mock drafts and stuff like that so far for the 2019 season is that running backs 
are uh, going early. So Christian McCaffrey, come on down. Uh, you're going to be the pick for the team picking out of the five spot. And uh, obviously he is a workhorse back. Uh, got rid of C.J. Anderson, who went on to be better than Todd Gurley, just saying, um, with the Rams. So <laughs> I think that McCaffrey is, uh, it, you know, he's locked in there. He's got rushing. He's got receiving. He's going to do just great. He's a good pick at five. Yeah, I love that pick as well. I'm on the clock now at pick six. I am between the last, which I think is in this tier of running back, or maybe the second tier of running back, and Alvin Kamara, or my top receiver, which is DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm going to go ahead and take Kamara with this pick. Um, there's a chance that Ingram is not there next year, and if that's the case, Alvin Kamara's workload should increase even more, and we've seen what he can do on the field. So I love him uh, at this pick. Yeah, those were definitely the next two backs that I figured. So this is a six running back start to the draft, which is pretty impressive. Uh, we're yeah. living in we're living in an age, guys, of elite running backs. It's crazy. We're going uh, back to like 2008 right now with yeah. these, these mock drafts. Yeah, and these guys are all young too. It's it's pretty awesome. Um, that leaves me with the choice of either reaching to the next tier of running back or picking the top overall wide receiver, and I don't think that's really a tough decision to make. So with the first wide receiver selection, I'm tempted to go a little bit off the beaten path, but I think that my off the beaten path pick might be there next time. So I'm going to take more of the consensus 101, DeAndre Hopkins. He's been among the best for the last like four years, at least as a player, if not for fantasy, only because he had a horrible quarterback. He no longer has a horrible quarterback. Deshaun Watson is great, and that makes Hopkins, I think, the 101 among receivers. Real quick, so Kev, before you go, yeah. I just want to oh, yeah. ask go you guys ahead. a question. For the running backs that were selected here, are there any differences that you guys have in terms of the top six of your rankings in terms of the order of how we drafted them as a group of three? I would probably have McCaffrey over Gordon and uh, eh, maybe Kamara above Gordon too. Probably, yeah, move Gordon down to the bottom of the six and that's it. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's more consensus, but... I like Gordon better, so that's why I took him there. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's totally fair. You heard my yeah. love for, for Melvin Gordon last year. I think I had him at third overall for running backs heading into the season. So uh, I love that that call there, Okada. Uh, the one other one I would say, and not to dwell on this too long, I'm considering having Zeke above Saquon, which I think is kind of hot takey because a lot of people are considering Saquon a number one potential, even over Gurley. Um, but Zeke had incredible receiving production as well this past year, which is what would people would go to as a number one kind of uh, boost for Saquon. And I think Zeke's offense and offensive line overall gets a little bit better over the course of this next season. His offensive line was hurt last season, and he was better with Amari Cooper over the latter half of this past season. So I think there's a good chance he even takes a step forward. So I'm considering over Saquon, but I don't really mind too much which order you put those two guys in. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So moving up to the eight spot, we now have six running backs off the board, one wide receiver, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. This is tempting for me, but I think it's an I think it's a clear choice. I think I'm going to go Julio here. Um, <sighs> he just proved he proved that he is consistent as always, and he got tons of touchdowns this season, mostly in the latter half of the year. Uh, putting on really strong. He's going to do that again next year. So yeah, I think he's safe here. Yeah, that's the guy I was considering taking number one wide receiver, but I thought he might come back. So good pick. Yeah, and I would say for the general, you know, league uh, that's just the fr family and friends league or office league, 
Uh, I think Julio, based off ADP, is probably going to be in the second round in real drafts in a few months. Yeah, um, he probably could but be. But I don't mm-hmm. mind the pick here. I, I obviously still love the player. I just think it, in real drafts, it might be a little different story. I am uh, I'm next. I'm going to go ahead and keep the wide receiver train running here. I am taking Michael Thomas, who all he does Ooh. is catch the football and set records doing it. That guy's awesome. Um, well, I'm glad you did that because the guy I wanted was not Michael Thomas. Uh, he's still here, and I will take him. It's Devontae Adams, making our no! wide receiver streak reach to four now. Oh, that was totally my next grab. That was yeah. a good pick. He, if I'm not mistaken, he was the number one this past year. Am I correct on that? In some, uh, some number formats? Number one in what? Uh, wide receiver. Yeah, I believe he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in some formats, absolutely. Yeah. So, and that was a down year for Aaron Rodgers. The offense should get better which I think means Devontae Adams gets a little better. So I'm glad. I think this is a steal for me. I love it. So now we're on to pick 11 here at the at the tail end of the first round. And this is where things get a little bit dicier. I think I'm going to go with an intriguing option here. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Oh, what? At the back no. end of the first round. Yes, I am. I want to be attached to that Mahomes offense once again. I want one of those top-tier tight ends because anything below five is garbage. And if you're stuck putting up four points a week in a tight end position, you're stuck. So if you start with a high-end tight end, I think it is worth playing. It's not like quarterback, which is a replaceable position. Tight end is is you can't even fill it, much less replace it. So I'm going with Kelsey here, and I, I stand behind this. Kent, you are a bold man. I like it. Uh, I don't like your pick. Gotta I like how bold, bold you are. Uh, I just can't get behind the tight end <laughs> in the first round. I would probably never, ever do it, but uh, to each is their own. So good on you for that. Um, I'm going to go at 112 here with a guy that uh, we just talked about not too long ago in the news segment. I will take Nick Chubb here at 112. Ooh. I think that he is back of the first, early second type of, of draft picks. This is right online where I have him here. Um, and I think that he's still going to be a fantastic fantasy option despite the signing of Cream Hunt. Interesting. Wow. Okay. I thought he might fall farther than that, but okay. Um, so reminder, we no, we are snake draft. So oh, this true, is going to be true. back to Betts's team. Yes. Oh, back. Okay. Um, well, with that being said, let's kick it back over to the wide receiver position, and I'm going to take for the same reason you said, Kent. Uh, I want a piece of the Mahomes offense. I'm going to take Tyree Kill here at the two point one. Okay. Yeah, and, and honestly, I thought about that too. But like I said, I, I think I want that uh, that exposure to tight end early. But um, that's a good pick. So that's going to be – okay, so now looking at my first pick for the 11 spot, that was Travis Kelsey. Naturally, I'm not going to pick another tight end. So let's go ahead and take a look here. I think, I think at this point I'm still going to try and get a high-tier running back, and there's two left, one of which I think is a little bit safer – uh, and that's going to be Joe Mixon. So I'm going to grab him, and uh, I, I don't really think there's much to explain here. I think the offense is going to be mostly the same as last year. Hopefully A.J. Green's back and healthy. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be another steady, rock-steady season for Mixon. Um, oh, boy, this is interesting. Okay, I am going to take a running back that is maybe a little bit more of a question mark. He might have been the other guy you were talking about just now. And in fact, I have to type his name to find him. There he is. It's going to be James Conner. Yeah, good pick. I 
I think that James Conner has every shot to be a top five running back over the full season. Um, and I'm curious to see how the loss of AB affects this offense. Because obviously there's very few people in the entire NFL that's, that kind of open an offense up as much as he does. But I think there's a small chance that they go away from being quite as much of a pass-heavy team as they have been and potentially lean a little bit more on Connor. So that could help. Yeah, I don't mind that pick at all. I am next uh, for the next pick after the James Conner selection. I'm going to keep it at the running back position. and I'm going to take a guy who I'm trying to find in the list here. Uh, I don't believe I see him on here. I'm trying to take Le'Veon Bell. How does who, that happen? Who are we looking for? You don't see uh, Bell. You don't uh, all see right, so here's Bell. what we're going to do. I don't know why don't he's not on this either. list. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to put Blake Bell uh, there instead. <laughs> Go ahead and just put in Blake Bell. We will know who that means. It's probably because he's not on a team yet. I, no, that doesn't make sense either. I don't well, know. Anyway. It is second round, I take Blake uh, Bell. Uh, apparently. That is Le'Veon Bell. For the Jaguars. From the Jaguars. <laughs> er, er, early early offseason uh, rankings list here, people. Um, <laughs> I'd say good stuff. it's a little bit of a reach, bet, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I probably could have got him later. Yeah. Uh, but for Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> so let's say, you know, obviously it's super early that we're doing this. We don't know where he's going to be, but um, that situation could re- really dictate where he goes in drafts this year. But I think in the middle of the second round, you know, he's going to be a workhorse. He's going to sign a huge contract, and the team that he signs with, whoever it is, is going to run him into the ground. So uh, I love that volume from the running back position. All right, and then this is going to make my pick. Uh, based on the fact that I know I have Julio Jones on this roster in round one, uh, the guy drafting out of the – let's see, this is the eight spot, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be taking Dalvin Cook on the assumption that the Vikings might actually upgrade their offensive line this offseason. I don't know. Is that ridiculous? I don't know. It might be. Too much but to ask. I think it'll happen. So, yeah, too much. But I think that's a, it's, he's going to be steady here. Latavius Murray may or may not be back. That's un, undecided at the moment. So uh, Dalvin Cook's in for a workhorse load. Uh, he was the last back of – a next tier that I was yeah. looking to potentially grab someone of. So this is this is gonna get interesting now for a second. Um all right. I think I'm torn between two receivers and one of them is potentially an injury concern, but the best receiver not the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the league when he's healthy. And I think that he may get either a better quarterback this year or be stuck with the same old geezer that he's had for a long time we'll see but i'm gonna take him regardless and it's odell beckham jr uh who has fallen all the way to two six which is interesting all right that brings me up to the seventh pick in the second round this team selected alvin kamara uh in the first round and a guy that i'm gonna go with here is another receiver right after the odell beckham choice um and that is mike evans i think he has a huge ceiling this year with that Bruce Arians air raid offense. Um, and all this guy does is put up a thousand yard season. So I love Mike Evans at this pick right here in the second round. All right. So the, I think my, my team from the five spot here is going to go running back, running back. And up first, he took Christian McCaffrey. The second running back he's going to take is David Johnson, who mm. is in the middle of the second round and could be an absolute steal with another year of Josh Rosen, a new head coach, and a young offense that's up and coming. Uh, yeah, give me a shot at that. Yeah, though, 
it was very interesting. I don't know if you guys saw the news, but the one thing we know about Kyler Murray as far as where he's going is that it's not to the Cardinals, which there was a lot of speculation yeah. that they might. Apparently, they're fine with Josh Rosen, which I think is a very poor strategy, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, you, can't, you said that um, uh, being with Josh Rosen might be a good thing in his second year. Uh, I I think he's going to be a bust. I, I'm... I I don't I'm not uh, sold on him being a bust yet. I think he has potential, and I think that last year was just not a good litmus test for it. So, uh, if you can get the the offense kind of brought back together under Klingsbury, then you know maybe there's a shot for him to develop yet. So we'll see. It's kind of still a we'll see thing. He he certainly can't get worse. So there's always that. <laughs> Very confident. <laughs> um. All right. Well. The other receiver I was considering when I took my OBJ pick back on my seven-spot team, who has two wide receivers, by the way, was the player I'm going to take now, who I am quite glad has fallen this far, and I might consider taking higher than this uh, in drafts, and that is Juju Smith-Schuster, and I'm taking over Antonio Brown, in case you guys didn't notice. Juju, I think Juju has every shot to be the next elite wide receiver, not only in fantasy, but in the NFL. He has been extremely productive, extremely explosive, and now he's going to be the number one target. I think his touchdowns jump to double digits potentially with A.B. out of the picture, so I'm pretty happy about this pick. Yeah, I think that's a very realistic shot there for those double-digit touchdowns. And Okada, you must have read the tea leaves here because that was a professional transition to my next pick. Uh, His ex-teammate, or (laughs) likely ex-teammate, Antonio Brown, I'm going to go ahead and take him here at the 210. Again, similar... Uh, to Le'Veon Bell, we don't really know where he's going to be, but given what he can do and his upside back into the second round, more than comfortable taking AB right here. Yeah, I mean, that's a good pick. I'm kind of still up in the air about this team and what they're going to do. They took Barkley in the first round. This is now the the team that picked from second overall. I think I'm going to go wide receiver here, and this might seem a little bold again but I think I'm confident in it I'm gonna go Amari Cooper right here at the tail end of the second round I really liked what I saw between him and Dak at the end of last year and uh, if that was over the entire season he'd be like a top 10 receiver so uh, I'll take a shot on him here as a late wide receiver one type pick all right that leaves me with back-to-backs for my 101 team um, and I am, I've already decided that with my Todd Gurley pick in place on this team, I'm going to go receiver and tight end right here. So I'm just deciding which receiver, and I am going to go with Stephon Diggs. And I'm going mm-hmm. to go with Stephon Diggs over Adam Thielen, which some, I don't know what the general consensus on that is at this point, honestly, but over the last half of the season, I think we saw them switch. I think Diggs is the better receiver, despite... Uh, the fact that I think Thielen is very good, and I think Diggs will only continue to get better as his career progresses. So I'm a huge Diggs fan, and I have been for a while. And that means that I am up to pick a tight end with this team. There are only two options to pick from, really, and I'm going to pick the one who's more likely to be better, and that is Zach Ertz. Second tight end off the board. That team now has Gurley, Diggs, and Ertz, which I'm feeling pretty good about. So it's back to you, Kent. Alrighty, well, I just took Cooper here, but we uh, we have one running back, one wide receiver. 
I'm not going to take a look at George Kittle yet. Uh, you know, you were talking about the options there left being Ertz and Kittle, I'm, I'm assuming. So I think I'm going to go with a receiver, and I think I'm going to take – oh, I think I'm going to go Keenan Allen here. I almost – well, I, I'll save it, but – Keenan Allen, I think, is safe. I think he's playing with Philip Rivers, who's, you know, they, their team looked phenomenal last year. And honestly, I, you know, I we talked about it. I liked them for Super Bowl chances. They're a playoff team. I think they're going to have a solid offense once again. And uh, Keenan Allen is the cornerstone of it. So the only the only downside is he doesn't have the, the touchdown opportunity with Mike Williams in town. So that's a little bit lacking. And that's why he's going as an early wide receiver, too. Yeah, that, I was considering him over Diggs, and I just couldn't do it. I feel like ugh, that team is so loaded. That might be one of the most loaded teams offensively with Hunter Henry coming, Hunter Henry coming back, Mike Williams yeah. breaking out. Goodness gracious! So I don't know how much there there will be to go around, but I think he is extremely good. So it's not a bad pick at all. Yeah, and honestly, if I'm getting Keenan Allen in the third round, I am ecstatic with my draft because you know last year. In August, he was going at the back of the first, early second. So you're getting him almost a whole round later or maybe even more than a round later. Um, and for someone who goes running back, running back in the first two rounds and then gets a receiver, obviously that's not what Kent did here. But in you know in your draft in August, that is going to be a phenomenal start. So I like that selection there. Uh, he was going to go to this next team, Kent, if you did not pick him. But I'm going to go ahead and take uh, T.Y. Hilton here. This team now has Antonio Brown, T.Y. Hilton, and Ezekiel Elliott. Andrew Luck, so happy that he came back from that injury, and T.Y. was a huge beneficiary of it. I think that those two stay on the same page, and he puts up uh, back-end wide receiver one numbers again this year. Man, I don't know I don't know what's going on here. I feel like the three rounds, the first three rounds, are just stock full of good players. Or maybe we're about to hit yeah. another tier break or something. But these guys are still so great. Um, all right, I'm going to take a guy for multiple reasons. One, because I love him. Two, because this team has a running back and a wide receiver so far. And three, because I want to soapbox a little bit about tight ends. So I'm picking George Kittle, which means I've taken two of the elite three tight ends in the first 28 picks now for my teams. And the reason is, I think you have to get these guys. Now, obviously, only 3 out of 12 teams in your league are going to get these guys, but I think you want to be one of them. These three are going to be so many light years ahead, or at least we know that they will be light years ahead of the rest of the tight end class. And when you're dropping off at, like, I think there's every possibility that after these guys, you start losing, like, four points a game dropping off to the next yeah. tight ends. And then after a yep. couple more, like the Ebrons and maybe Gronk if he rebounds, maybe Hunter Henry and OJ Howard if they can break out, then you're dropping off another three or four points per game. It's insane. So I, I got to grab me these tight ends, so I'm really happy about getting Kittle. Yeah, no, I completely agree. You heard what I said about Kelsey. And granted, that's probably a little early amongst like us three because we're all, you know, quote-unquote, I don't even want to say experts, but we're at least well spun <laughs> up on it, fantasy football enough to know it. that you could wait. We're experts. <laughs> we're the pros. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, all right, this is back over to my team that has Christian McCaffrey and David Johnson, and I think this is a pretty easy choice. I'm going to take Adam Thielen here uh, in the third round, and I think it's a nice safe pick. All right, that brings uh, me up here on the clock. The first two players on this team are Alvin Kamara and Mike Evans. Uh... That's a tough spot because I was definitely hoping that Thielen would fall to me there. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a guy here who I think can win you your league. And I will preface this by saying this is not necessarily my strategy, but in terms of where I think he will go, and he'll probably go earlier in most drafts, um, this is kind of in line with what you're going to see. Patrick Mahomes in the third round is, yeah. is honestly probably at this point in the year, when we look at this mock draft and we look at what happens in August with ADP, we're going to talk about this pick as a value, which sounds crazy because I'm never someone that takes quarterback yeah. early. Uh, so if this was my real team, I would not have made that selection. But given that we're cr- trying to base this for our listeners off of kind of how we see the landscape of fantasy, uh, Pat Mahomes in the third round, I'm okay with there. Yeah, any time, any type of casual league is going to have him in the in the second round at the latest. I think. Okay, so before I make my pick, I just kind of have to ask since you made this pick, Bet. Yeah. This past year, five thousand and fifty, right? What would be your rough off the top of your head projection for next season yards and touchdowns? I think it's pretty realistic to see him put up at least forty touchdowns, forty to forty three, forty four, somewhere in that range, and forty five hundred yards. All right. I yeah, think that's I think that's right I think that's reasonable. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna guess forty eight hundred forty five. So that's wow. you're even lower than me on him. So yeah. All right, Okada, um, you are back on the clock now. Yep. So this team that's coming up has DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. So there's pretty much no way I can take a receiver, and there's no tight ends worth taking here, and I'm not gonna take a quarterback that's not Patrick Mahomes in the third round. So that means I have to take a running back, and there's a few options, but I'm gonna take one who. Might be, I don't know, might be a little surprising. You guys tell me. It's going to be Aaron Jones. Hmm. Mm. I'm going to take Aaron Jones no, I don't, here. I don't mind it. There's a couple guys, a couple other guys I could have taken who will probably get picked in the latter part of this round. But I think that the departure now of Mike McCarthy and the arrival of Matt LaFleur yep. from the Titans. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Just making sure I got that one right. There's a lot of coaching changes. Uh, I think it's all, it can only bode well for Aaron Jones. He's the best running back on that team. The offense can only get better after a really down year for an Aaron Rodgers offense. Uh, I think he has a great shot at hopping up into top 10 at the running back position, scoring potentially 9, 10-plus touchdowns. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with getting him here. Yeah. All right. My next pick here, I have Julio Jones and Dalvin Cook on this team. I'm going to go with the running back, and I want to stress that this pick is based on right now. It's based on what we know at the moment. And I'm going to pick Marlon Mack. Ooh. I think at the moment he is set up for a workhorse year uh, with a team that had a very good offense, made it to the playoffs. Andrew Luck looked great uh, like he used to. And I – how can you not take a pretty much full-time running back here? I mean, they have Naheem Hines, but he's he's pretty satellite in comparison to what Marlon Mack was doing later in the year. So he's I think he's a good third-round pick right now. Yeah, and that makes sense, like you said, Kent, right now. Obviously, that could change. We know that they have a ton of cap space. Um, so if they bring in someone else, it obviously changes the scenario. But I love that pick for what we know right now in February. Uh, with my next selection... This team has Michael Thomas, the board I laughed because I saw Blake Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell, and <laughs> they are going to add, let me find this player, they're going to add Mr. A.J. Green. Um, I think, no. yeah, I think that Good it's pick. great value for where he's at. Um, I will say I am a little concerned about him from an injury perspective, given the surgery that he had and 
the turf toe type of injury, which we know has a history of repeating itself. So in terms of him entering week one, he will be healthy, but I predict that he's going to miss a little bit of time uh, at some point this season. I just hope it's not too much. Doo-doo on that pick, because that's who I was planning on picking, and now I am in a tizzy. Um, Goodness. All right, we might have hit that next year break that I thought was coming. Uh, yeah, we're boy. about there. Let's see. Let's see what we got. My team right now, this team has Devontae Adams and James Conner, so I can really go any which way. Ugh, the receiving lineup here is not super. Okay, you know what? Guess what I'm going to do. No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Who am I kidding? <laughs> what were you going to do? All right, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what we I'm don't do. know. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? You're going to call it a homer pick, I'm sure, so but I'm going to take oh. Julian Edelman. No, oh, no, no. That's not what I was, like, I was on my face. <laughs> This is, I am predict. I am predicting that this is the year that Julian Edelman solidifies himself as one of the best. Okay, I don't know one of the best. One of the better receivers in the entire NFL, which I think he's gotten absolutely no credit for being. There is still a chance that the Patriots add a true number one, let's say, uh, or that potentially even Josh Gordon comes back. I don't say oh, yeah. that's very likely. Um, but if they don't, and history has mostly shown us that they have that they don't, except for the Randy Moss era, of course, Julian Edelman is in line for 150 plus targets. And winning it's Tom Brady throwing the ball, and he still is not falling off Criff, so screw everyone who said that he would. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be a productive 150 targets. So I, I'm taking Julian Edelman and his hundred catches. All right, well, this is my team drafting from the uh, the 11th spot here, and they have Travis Kelsey and Joe Mixon so far. So we are going to take a look at the wide receivers. I think the choice here that is probably the most likely to be a wide receiver one at the end of the season is going to be – I'm going to go with – Brandon Cooks. I think he's most likely to be in that wide receiver one uh, category. I don't think he's safe by any means, but at this point you're kind of going with a bold strategy, so you'll probably get some later wide receivers with this team uh, in the in the draft. All right, that brings me up on the clock here at the last pick of the third round. Nick Chubb and Tyreek Hill are already on this team. Um, I'm going to add a guy who I think will probably go earlier if things stay the same way that they are right now. Uh, in Kansas City. I don't mind having two of the same players on this roster. I'm going to select Damian Williams with this draft pick because of what we saw, what he could be and what he could do. Now, do I think Damian Williams is a solid, really good football player? No, but it doesn't matter because the Kansas City Chiefs (laughs) offense is amazing and I want every piece of that if I can get it. So Damian Williams goes here, uh, the last pick of the third round that brings the fourth round. uh, First pick here, I'm going to go with Robert Woods, uh, compliment Tyreek Hill with Hill's upside and Woods' safety. Um, I think that combination works nice. So I'm going to go ahead and take Robert Woods here. Good picks there. So back to my team, Travis Kelsey, Joe Mixon, Brandon Cooks. I'm going to take another running back here, and that is going to be Mr. Philip Lindsay. Put on a good rookie season, being an undrafted free agent. Uh, showed he can carry the load as a smaller guy so uh, i'm gonna go ahead and say that's it's probably a good lightning and uh thunder tandem with him and royce freeman but i still think that uh, philip Lindsay has most of the points here 
All right, that sends it back to my team that currently has Devontae Adams, James Conner, and Julian Edelman. Uh, and so I'm going to look for an upside pick here. And I, I'm not super impressed with the running back selection. So I'm going to actually go ahead and take the second quarterback of this draft with this team. And it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to not only double down on my belief that this offense is going to rebound heavily with my earlier Aaron Jones pick on a different team, but I'm going to double down on Packers on this team because now I've got A-Rod and Devontae Adams, so the super stack on the 10th pick team. The super stack. I like it, Okada. Mm. Super stack, yeah. All right, that brings me back up on the clock here. Uh, this team has already selected Michael Thomas, Le'Veon Bell, and AJ Green, so it would be nice to have a second running back on this team. Um, and with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and select a guy that I think we're all pretty high on this year, and that is Carrion Johnson. Mm, I love that's a good the pick. upside that he provides there. You know, we, we just want to see them be able to commit to him full-term, which we did at the end of the year. So if he gets a full workload for the entire season – um, I like what Kerry can do, and, and I think he's going to be a nice value there in the fourth round. So I'm back up on the clock for the team that has Julio Jones, Dalvin Cook, and Marlon Mack, and I think I'm going to take a wide receiver here who has the best chance to jump back up into the top 10 in points at the end of the season, and that is Mr. Kenny Galladay looking to get back with a uh, healthy Marvin Jones back on the team when he was the only wide receiver there he's getting focused too much by the defense so with this uh, offense healthy a little bit carry on Johnson back um, some some coaching changes there in Detroit well not not the head coach but some offensive changes but I think it's a good look for him so I think he'll have a good season all right that sends it to me uh, with a team that has Hopkins, Odell, and Aaron Jones. So I'm looking towards running back. And I'm torn between two situations that have rookie questions and then another situation that is, of, I think, one of the more intriguing situations of the entire year. And I'm going to go with that route and pick Devontae Freeman. Um, mm, I am a yeah. little concerned about his, his injuries. So maybe Kent can give – or sorry – Bets can give us a, a quick little hit on that. But he is he has been a number one literally running back in fantasy. There's a good chance Tevin Coleman is gone. And he hopefully will be back and healthy from his injuries from last season. And I think this offense should continue to be great. So I like getting Freeman here in the mid-fourth. Now, now, hold up, Betts. I, I think uh, Okada said I have this one. I was going to tell so you to do I that. I think the hubris <laughs> is connected to the upper dorsimus, and uh, that, that could be severe. No, go ahead. What do you think about Freeman? <laughs> that was spot-on analysis, Kent. Very good. Um, in terms thank of, you, thank of you. Freeman's injuries, uh, he ended the season with a lot of them last year. Uh, the one that actually sent him to IR was not his knee. It was actually a core muscle repair surgery, and typically those do pretty well for the first year afterwards, but players that have those uh, are at an increased risk for having that happen again in the future. So for 2019, not too concerned about that. However, I am pretty concerned about his knee. Uh, he's playing with a PCL injury, which he did not have surgery on. And so uh, essentially when that happens, you know, the knee is more subjected to injury off and on, soreness, swelling, those kinds of things. So uh, I think that Freeman is another guy who is likely to miss some time 
uh, here at some point this season. So I, uh, I personally am trying to stay away from him if I can in drafts. Thanks for making All right, me feel better. Well, yeah, no, gosh. good. Thanks for cleaning that up. <laughs> and you are back on the clock. Okay, well, with that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and also take a player who, again, in real draft formats, I don't think that I'm going to be drafting, but for this team, I think it makes sense. I'm going to draft Leonard Fournette here in the fourth round. Uh, Whoa! I think it's decent value because of how late it is. Um, You know, last year he was second round, first round guy, and, you know, what he can do if he, if, God willing, he stays on the field uh, is RB1 potential. I'm very mm. surprised that you made that pick. I think this is a fine spot for him, but I feel like you hate Leonard Fournette. Well, that's what I said. I said if this is a real draft and this is my team, <laughs> I would not be all taking right, this. Right. But I have four yeah. teams in this draft, so I have to do it at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and you got to kind of go from different like styles of drafting. That's why I did one kind of riskier yep. one and one safer one. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything. And I, this is, I think, this is a good spot for Fournette. But I'm back on the board here with my McCaffrey, David Johnson, Adam Thielen team. I think I'm going to go ahead and look at another wide receiver. Um, boy, but do I really want to? I'm looking at the names on the list here, and nothing is really jumping out at me. Uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to go with Alshon Jeffrey here. I think that his uh, role in this team is just safe enough where he's a good wide receiver too. He's going to put up some big weeks, and he'll probably have some down weeks. But as your second guy with Adam Thielen, that's a good pair, I think. Um, okay. I am going to go risky here. I have Melvin Gordon, Juju Smith-Schuster, and George Kittle on this team. And I'm somewhat tempted to pick a quarterback just to go with the strategy of picking a new position every round on this team, followed, of course, by kicker and defense in the fifth and sixth round. Obviously. But I'm not going to do that. And I'm instead going to take... Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Derrick Henry. I'm just happy I did not I, have to pick him at any point. <laughs> I am not a big Derrick Henry fan, at least not super big, but I typically prefer to look at the latter half of a previous season when looking at the uh, projections for the next season, and it seems like the Titans figured out that giving Derrick Henry a heavy workload typically works well, and that is what works well. He does. He's not that great of a running back early in the game, but when you get to the... 19th 20th and 21st carry and those linebackers and safeties who have been smashed by Derrick Henry get hit by him six yards past the line of scrimmage and they fall over like a twig and he runs for 90 yard touchdown then it feels pretty good so that's what I'm banking on and I'm taking Derrick Henry all right that brings me back up here uh in the fourth round uh, I'm going to go ahead and take for this team a second running back, which we need. Uh, I'll take Sonny Michelle here. I think that... No! Yeah. Oh, I knew it. Okada likes that pick, I know. Uh, we saw what, I what do. he I almost took him over Derek can Henry. do uh, when he gets a decent workload. And, you know, the writing's on the wall with this team. Yes, they're still elite, but Tom isn't doing as much as he was doing previously. He's still winning games and great at it, but he's not throwing the ball... Uh, as much as he was, and we saw that, you know, the writing's on the wall. They drafted this guy in the first round. They're trying to switch, I think, to more running-style game to preserve Tom for as long as they can. So I think uh, Sonny Michelle's in for a big workload in 2019. Uh, Yeah, you're really mean, I got to tell you, because my team (laughs) here has one running back, and they need a second one, and that was going to be Sonny Michelle. But instead, I'm going to transition here. I think I'm going to go with, uh, you know, 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go with another receiving back. I think I'm going to go Tariq Cohen here to pair up with Saquon Barkley and get that nice PPR floor uh, for the team. And I think that that shapes up real nice for this team. All right, that leaves me with the turn with my 101 team that currently has Todd Gurley, Stephon Diggs, and Zach Ertz, which I'm feeling really good about. Uh, and I am going to... Okay, I, I decided ahead of time that I want to take a running back and a quarterback for this team because I already have one of each. And since this is my fourth pick, so I can actually go one of each in the first four rounds, I'm just going to do it because why not? So I'm going to take my third overall quarterback of 2019, and that is Mr. Andrew Luck. I love me some Andrew Luck. Wow. I loved him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved him coming into this year, as original listeners might remember from way back in the day when Betts was hating on him and his shoulder <laughs> all preseason. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, <laughs> it took him a while to get up to full speed. Um, but once he did, he absolutely dominated. So I love getting him here as my quarterback on this team. Okay, before yes. you make your second pick, we have go two rounds it. left and we're at about an hour on the show. So we're going to go lightning round, minimal explanation on these last two rounds. Got it. In that case, I am taking Chris Carson because he's the most reliable running back I see, and this team needs a second one. All right, so this is my two running back, two wide receiver team. I'm going to go Mark Ingram here as the third running back on this team. Okay, I am back up here at the third pick of the fifth round. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take a guy who I'm hoping can get back to full speed. That is Darius Geis. Oh, that's a good pick. That is a good pick. Okay, this is officially my favorite pick of the draft. I've been waiting to a point where I thought he could fall to, and it is Cooper Cup, my favorite Rams receiver mm. by far. Both of his teammates went a couple rounds ago, pretty much. Uh, I absolutely love Cooper Cup for this next season, so I'm sure I'll talk about it more, but that's my pick here. That's a good pick. Uh, this is my McCaffrey, David Johnson, Thielen, Jeffrey team. I'm going to go with the third wide receiver and go Tyler Lockett, who is outstanding this year, if I can select him it's not letting me oh there it went okay well, let's keep the tyler theme rolling here i'm gonna go with tyler boyd who i think is gonna Ooh. have another fabulous year uh next season sneaky very solid oh boy there's not a lot of great looking options of running back here um i'm gonna i'm gonna get a little bit interesting here i think and go ahead and continue my uh, tight end love and get me a probably a bit early but want to get him drafted in our six round draft piece of OJ Howard oh smart. I like that yeah I think I think he's the the best chance by far of the non-elite three to get up into the elite tier so all right so this is team right now uh, I drafted Marlon Mack earlier and I also have Dalvin Cook I'm gonna go with another right now pick and that's Elijah McGuire, especially with a report that uh, Chris Ivory could be released this offseason. I think Elijah McGuire could be a workhorse. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take who I think at this position is an awesome wide receiver three to have on your team. So safe every year. Uh, Jarvis Landry is my pick here at this selection. All righty, McGuity. I only have one running back on this team that has just come up to pick so i'm gonna need to get me one of them and it's a wasteland it's not pretty so i'm gonna take the most uh 
classically low-end back RB2 pick that has ever existed, Lamar Miller. Ooh. That's not who I thought you were going to say. All right, this this is my Kelsey team from the 11th spot. He only has one wide receiver right now, so he's going to go with Mr. Allen Robinson for his wide receiver, too. Okay, this is the last pick of the fifth round. This team has two running backs and two receivers, Uh, so there's a lot of flexibility here of which direction – I can go. I think I'm going to go ahead and take, if I can find his name on my list here, I'm going to take a guy who we've been hoping that can break out for a while now, and that is Corey Davis. At this point, I think it's far enough value that you can kind of get away with if he doesn't return a ton of value, but also provide some nice upside there. And then I'm going to finish this off with a tight end. I'm taking Okada's boy, Eric Ebron. Ooh, nice. Mm. This is a good pick. So back to mine. I just took Allen Robinson. I think I'm going to go with one more wide receiver here. I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson. Uh, looked real hot down the stretch. Hopefully uh, Darnold can turn it around here and get a little bit better in year two. That is uh, unfortunate because I wanted to pick Robbie Anderson. So <laughs> poop. Um, all yeah. right. Uh, that will make me then swing over to another guy that I actually really, really like. In fact, We'll see how it pans out, but I'm considering putting him above his teammate, who most people would put well above him. My pick here is going to be Mike Williams, who had double-digit touchdowns this year, and really his mm. first season, because he was pretty much injured for his whole rookie year. Uh, I think he gets back there again, and his receptions and potentially yards go up. So I like it. Okay, that brings this uh, pick to me here. I'm going to go ahead and take a guy who we talked about with upside, uh, and that guy is Mr. DJ Moore, who I think is going to have an awesome season in his second year in the league. Uh, So I'll go ahead and take him here at this pick. I think this this might be a spicy pick, but I'm not really sure. This is my three running back, two wide receiver team. I'm going to pick Mr. Gronkowski in the sixth round. In the sixth round, if he plays one more year, I don't know. That could be a decent pick. I like it. I like it. It could be. But I'm a it's Patriots it's fan, late so enough. Trust me. Yeah, it's late enough in the draft that it's okay. It's late enough with me, but yeah, that uh, scares me. Um. <laughs> all right, this team coming up here has two running backs, two receivers, and a tight end, which just feels great and makes me want to pick a quarterback. And since we're in the sixth round and I've only picked three, I think like it's or I think it's probably. Pretty fair to say that more quarterbacks will be going in in the average uh, listeners draft. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add another one to the board here, and it's gonna be Deshaun Watson, who is my number mm. four quarterback off the board. Alrighty, this team uh, gonna make their last pick here in the sixth. Has a quarterback. We've got two wide receivers. We've got two running backs. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take a guy who I think will probably be drafted a little bit higher if he does remain the starting running back. For the 49ers, and that is Jarek McKinnon. Oh, that is a good oh, pick. Wow, That's wow, a sneaky wow. pick. People might forget about him. I mean, yeah. maybe not by the time training camp comes around, but all right. So to the five slot, uh, this is my two running back, three wide receiver roster right now. I think I'm going to go ahead and grab another oh this is this is risky because he's gonna be a free agent we don't know where he's going so i'm gonna go ahead and take a risk here and say tevin coleman who Mm -hmm. could have some intriguing free agency upside here i like it um all right my team coming up here kind of wants a running back and uh, i'm tempted to go gus edwards based off what we saw last year 
but I'm also very, very afraid of what the heck the Ravens do with their running backs. They seem to just pick a new guy every six weeks and then go with that guy for six weeks, and then the next year it's a new guy. So I'm a little scared. I'm not going to go that way. Instead, I'm going to pivot to a perennially underrated player, and that's James White, who even in a half PPR, certainly in a full PPR, can be an RB2 on almost a yearly basis, and I'm getting him, I think, as an RB3 here, so... Yeah, Okada, that was a good pick. He was going to be my next pick here uh, for this team if you did not take him. But this team already has three running backs. We've got two receivers. I'm going to go ahead and take a receiver here to finish that team's draft in the sixth round. Uh, I'll take Doug Baldwin. I think it's far enough in the draft that you know we've seen him do it as a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, um, kind of borderline player there. Russell Wilson, for whatever reason, plays out of his mind in the second half of the year, and I think Doug Baldwin will benefit from that. All right, and so my last pick of this draft is going to be currently I have three running backs and two wide receivers. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to pick here, so I apologize. I think I think I'm going to go with a wide receiver and I'm going to go with someone with a little bit of upside. Uh, I think I'm going to try out Cortland Sutton. I think he he could be a good uh, value pick in the 6th round. Oh, Flacco's number one target. So yeah. much upside. Uh, gross. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. I I want to do something here, but I don't know how to do it. Let's see. Hold on. I. What does that mean? Uh. Hold on. Okay. So the closest name I can find to Metcalf is Senio Kelametti. Oh. oh. What? I'm gonna take DK Metcalf Jesus. with my sixth round pick here. Listen, this is more just for fun, but here's the point. Someone in this rookie class is going to be drafted in the first six rounds. It's probably more likely to be a running back just because of the running back position. But I think this wide receiver class is better than the running back class. And I happen to see two things this week. One is the picture of DK Metcalf. And if you haven't seen, you need to go see it because it, it... it's insane. How does that? The man looks like the How Hulk. does that dude get his arm up overhead He's to catch too the big. ball? He's too big. Yeah, no. Lord. Give me Nikhil. <laughs> give me Nikhil Harry first over him. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, but, that's it's uh, a fair no, point. You're right. Someone will be picked up here, depending the, on where they land. The hype with that picture was just too fun. Also, I happened to see a mock today where he went to the Patriots at pick 32. And if that were to happen, I would love it. I would. I could see almost double digit touchdown potential already <laughs> just in his rookie season. That that guy. He just has to walk into the end zone, box out like LeBron James, and catch the pass. So. Oh my gosh. All right, well, that wraps up six rounds. We got it done here in record time. But, uh, no, that was pretty fun. We'll go ahead and post these uh, on Twitter here uh, when the episode gets uploaded. So, yeah, that was pretty fun. Do you, what do you Pick your favorite uh, roster of the ones that you drafted. Let's go ahead and start with Okada. Uh, bu- 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 why did you start with me? <laughs> um, uh, I saw your face first. Well, the DK Metcalf pick kind of messed up my <laughs> team Uh, i'm gonna go with my pick where i actually started with two receivers so that's interesting it's the deandre hopkins odell beckham jr that's just so monstrous at the wide receiver position and then aaron jones devonta freeman kind of riskier picks but if they pan out like they could easily could be rb1s both of them and then oj howard at tight end and deshaun watson at quarterback Okay, how about how about you, Bats? Yeah, my favorite team that I drafted, I think, was my team from the third spot of the draft, where I started with Ezekiel Elliott, 
came back in the second round with Antonio Brown and then T.Y. Hilton, Sonny Michelle, Darius Geis, and Doug Baldwin. I think that those back end uh, of the draft players provide a lot of immense upside in addition to three rock-solid studs to start the draft. So I like that that team a lot. Yeah, and I think there's no question for me, and it seems to be all all drafts where I start heavy on running back and wide receiver. It's that five-spot team where I have McCaffrey, David Johnson, Adam Thielen, Alshon Jeffrey, Tyler Lockett, and Tevin Coleman. I like that one the best out of the ones I started with. So, yeah, good all around. Way to go, guys. Uh, good little mock draft. Get us get us in shape. That was my first one, really, for this next year besides some, some best ball drafts that I've started already. But, um, yeah, so... We'll go ahead and post those on Twitter. Thank you for listening to uh, today's episode. You can catch us on Twitter at RedshirtsFFPod. You can find me on Twitter at Kent Wyrock. Uh, fellas, go ahead and shout out your Twitter handles. Bets, you can go first this time. Yeah, you wait your turn, Okada. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at TheFantasyPT. And you can find me at FantasySensei. And thank you for listening to this week's episode. As always, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.